Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Wing Watch. Hello. Hello. There you go. Two hellos. Boom. Double hello this week. <laughs> it's like double rainbow. What does it yeah. mean? And also the mysterious L. Ooh, hello, my beautiful babies. Yeah, my co-host thought he was gone, but ooh, cool cat L, he's still here. Skip, scap, scoobity, bop, get your stand-up bases ready. Yeah, jazz, etc. I like beat poetry, I guess. I'm one of those types. You know, a bongo. And like, you know, traditional music from different countries I've never go to. Yeah. Monk. What, you remember the Monk. You remember like, that chant? Like, like Tony Shaloub? No, like chant. You know, you're into that like kind of music. Like, oh. Oh, yeah, I love, I love Umet Ozkin. <laughs> He's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Mongolian trance music. That's a real thing. That, oh, oh, yeah, everything's a thing. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, uh, that, that artist and that genre of music specifically. Like, TV I and that throat music. singing, you know? I love, I love throat singing. Yeah. I don't think it sounds good, but it is really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the things I remember from back in the day was that, like, death metal bands would have two vocalists because, like, screamy death metal would, like, damage your vocal cords so badly that they had to alternate who would be screaming at a given time. And I was like, ah, that's a good idea, like, rotating the screaming in order to yeah, try that's to... Yeah, that's a fun way to avoid getting good at your craft. It's romantic. <laughs> yeah. They're screaming at each no, other. No, that's a, that's, a that's a sweet way to avoid doing it well, you know. <laughs> yeah. why, why train to be able to do it good when I can just do it bad for... Half-ass it. 10, 20 years tops and like offload some of the work to somebody, yeah. you know, because somebody has to be able to do white guy falsetto or whatever in the middle of like a, a metal song where they're just like, my tortured soul. That's a lot of I love metal music. It's great. Bands in my day. Favorite genre. in my day. Yeah. So good. Hey. <laughs> That was always like one. Of, like, I mean, I understand that rapping is hard, and that working on lyrics and that kind of stuff is like work. And I, I intellectually, I understand that. But I've always found the bands that have like the rapper and the singer. I'm just like, man, I feel like the rapper's on the free ride here because like the singer actually has to like work at the singing, and then the rapper just comes in, drops like six bars, and like runs away, and then it's just like, man. That guy, like, smooth sailing. You're not quite the hype man from the Mighty Mighty Boston's who gets a share for bopping around on the stage, but you're close. That's all I'm saying. I remember, like, did Outcast have that guy with the umbrella? Have we talked about this on the podcast before? Are we in a time loop? Is time a uh, circle? Nope. Yeah. I, I, we, we've never had the Outcast umbrella guy discussion. Like, was it his job just to dance around with an umbrella? Was it that what yeah, he was Yeah, he literally was. He was, like, paid for it. Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name, but he was it just, was like, like you. Barnes he, had like a, he had like a, a suitably dapper name for his, yeah, his you know like I, I feel like he was sort of uh, jadina picked up in his footsteps it was just like you know i'd like to actually get on the mic though and, and, and cut some good songs yeah I, I, i'll be Bonsworth dap- bentley there we go yeah it's just like That's you know name. what I'll, I'll be i'll carry the torch i'll be the well-dressed black guy but i'll also like you know spit hot fire and shit so we don't we don't we no longer need you umbrella man thank you for your service did you see uh vivek rapping rapping at the iowa fair no i consciously avoided it because nothing <laughs> makes me angrier than bad rap I, I i saw some people talking about how it was like oh man if only the left could tap into this kind of energy and for sure we 
I'm sure there have been plenty of left. Uh, That's such people. a hilarious take, too, because I'm pretty sure that when Trump got elected, Eminem himself was just like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to cut this track and I'm going to put it out on the YouTubes. And it's pretty much just like, yeah, I fucking hate Donald Trump's guts. And you're not really a fan of mine if you think that Donald Trump's cool. <laughs> it's just like, okay, wow. So ambiguous a message there, Eminem. Uh, if, if, if only somebody on the left would speak up politically in their music. Yeah. Dude, Fonsworth Bentley was totally in an Obama campaign video with the oh. umbrella. Oh, sweet. Well, well, <laughs> I'm just reading the wiki I'll because you made me click it. it. <laughs> I imagine that it was incredibly somber. Like he was just like dressed like incredibly <laughs> appropriately. It just like very, very somberly holding the umbrella above the Let's president's head. <laughs> it feels like red light, green light. As soon as Obama would like turn away from him, he started like dancing like the Six Flags guy. And then Obama tries to catch him and he's just sitting there somberly holding the umbrella. <laughs> How's Baldur's Gate? I did no idea what you were talking about last week, but then I realized I fucking did because I had heard my friends talk about the penis game. So now yeah, I'm a little bit interested because everybody's interested. So how's it yeah, going? Everybody's talking about Baldur's Gate right now. It's great. It's it's good to see like what is essentially a scrappy little studio come out with like a complete banger that like totally this is like the the definition of a disruptive game. Like, yeah, I like that AAA the- studios were like, we're not doing this, so don't expect us to. Yeah, and this and the crazy thing is, is that like this is the second time this has happened in as many years because last year it was Elden Ring and From Software just coming out of nowhere like off the top rope to come out with like unequivocally the best game of the year, just like a huge elbow drop onto the industry. No microtransactions, no nothing. You buy it, you got it. It's the best game of the year, one of the best games ever. And then you know this year, not for nothing, another Zelda came out. The Harry Potter game came out and sold fifteen million or more copies. And then, like, this little studio, like, after their game being in early access for a long time, just, like, you know, finally it's just like, hey, it's done. And then, boom, it destroys everything. It's disrupting everybody. Like, everyone's suddenly just like, oh, my God, is Legend of Zelda not the best game of the year? And, you know, this studio is not huge. They are not a AAA studio. So it's it's good to see them succeed. As for the game itself, I mean, it's incredible. It's just as good as everybody. There's a reason everyone's talking about it. I've never played a game like this before because they've never really interested me. And, uh... You know, when I when I can fight my general video game playing anxiety and actually sit down and start playing it, I have a great time. Yeah, uh, I've had people in the group chat with L who are also playing it, raving about it, and now I've got coworkers talking about it. So after this podcast, I'm going to just get it, and because uh, this week was this week was payday for me, so I get to I get to jump in the Boulder's Gate now. I get to actually be a part of this madness that everyone's talking about. I had another friend who was just like, yeah, I'm addicted to my other games, but I will have to play that at some point in the next year. I will have to break down and play it. And I was just like, man, Boulder's Gate is just a gravity well, just sucking everybody into it. No one can escape it. So I'm debating. So it really, I haven't played it really games scratches, in a while. <laughs> yeah, it really, I, I don't usually play a ton of video games either, but this one really scratches my, I love the, the, the Bethesda games. Not because like they're obviously broken at launch and they're fucked up. They're full of glitches and all that it's shit. But fun though, the glitches, right? You know, you yeah. got to figure out the glitches. You get to watch the Skyrim people look weird. I love Skyrim. Skyrim's literally like my favorite. <laughs> yeah, Skyrim is great. I love the zeitgeist about it when one of those games drops because a lot of people are playing it. Typically everyone in my friend group, but we're all discovering different shit, like weird, different stuff is happening to us. Like, you know, a lot of the critical moments are the same, but like off that, off that critical path, like it's sort of the wild west. And Baldur's Gate scratches that itch, like, perfectly. Uh, I'm about six hours into the game, and I have already made decisions that have, like, tremendous consequences 
that my friends who have over 60 and 70 hours in the early access version of the game, which also covers the same amount of time that I've been playing, uh, have never discovered themselves. Like it's just stuff that they've never had like had happened to them or gone through. And so uh, I'll be talking to these guys and they're just like, Oh really? And I'm just like, wow, I'm still surprising you after all this time, huh? Interesting. You fuck the sexy vampire yet? Uh, no, I, I avoided killing his ass. He he was trying to suck my blood in, in the night, and you have the option of just trying to murk him on the spot for his transgression. But I was like, everybody gets one. I've been there, you know. <laughs> well, good luck so, with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wake up sucking on somebody in your party, and they're like, what's the deal? And you're just like, uh, are we cool? Yeah, everybody gets one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad that you are. Uh, if you're vampire acceptance, we are. That's what the hell world's all about is tolerating different cultures, including the people who try to exsanguinate you and turn you into a vampire. All my friends are making fun of me when I describe like some of the stuff that's happened in my playthrough as being like a relentless murder machine, like like just like a bringer of chaos and death. But I'm just like, no, I'm not really. Like I've been like I've saved a lot of people. Like, sometimes people just want to fight me. What am I going to do? Not fight them? It's a video game. If I choose to lay down my arms, they will kill me. <laughs> you're you're like the protagonist cop in a TV show where his body count is unrealistic for real life, but in the show, they had to kill the people they were killing because they, they were being drawn down upon and they had to fire. So it's just like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I was just like, you know, one of my conversations, somebody was just like, I'm gonna, I want to do this. I want to do this morally kind of like not great thing. And I was just like, okay, I'll choose this dialogue option that says, hey, to do that morally reprehensible thing, you're going to have to go through me. And there was no follow up to that dialogue at all. It was just literally cowabunga. Let's go. <laughs> like, I, I really want to do it. So, yeah, I'll call you. I, I would like to go through you to do this. And I was just like, oh, okay, I guess there's no going back. I, like, I could have reloaded the save or whatever, but I don't want to do any of that sort of bullshit until after I've beaten the game clean once. I'll get the ending I get, you know? Yeah. My, my, my beautiful, powerful, transgender barbarian woman with her penis D will uh, lay waste to anyone that stands in her path, but will otherwise try to be heroic and cool. A true gamer. Yeah. Good stuff. Game of the year, for sure. Fuck Zelda. I mean, it's cool what they did, but uh, if I wanted Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, you know, we had that at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, vamping over. Time for the boosh. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. Rare do you have any sort of news item, or even in this case, a news itemlet, that is a fight not happening, but somehow the worst people on Earth, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, continue to not fight their way into quote-unquote headlines uh, Mike Raids, what's our update on Zuck v. Elon Musk, the fight that will never happen? So uh, Musk uh, has decided to just basically go insane and scream and yell that he really <laughs> wants that he really wants to fight Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg at this point has said, you know what? Elon's never going to fight me. This is bullshit. I am going to continue training in jujitsu and doing my thing and being part of a culture that honors what we're doing as a sport and Musk can do whatever he wants. And, and Elon's response is this bizarre rant where he's talking about Zuckerberg and he uses the term Zuck my and then a tongue emoji as a way to describe Zuckerberg, which suck my tongue which sounds very bizarre and i don't that's understand. an incredibly sexual thing like <laughs> it would you tell somebody hey 
how about you suck my dick? Like context and just generally the general use of the phrase has removed the sexual nature from it under most contexts. It's like the intonation is really important. Like, hey, suck my dick. I mean, that's different. I like, hey, yeah. how about you suck my dick? Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Suck my tongue has no such power. You know, how about you come over here and suck my tongue? That's always like, even if you try to, you're going to get aggressively sexy at best. You're not going to be able to, like the sexy undercurrent of that has not been worn away through general use. Right. And the thing, and the, and the whole thing about uh, suck my dick is that there's like a, there's like a dominance. There's like power where like, I'm subjugating you to do this thing because you are now subservient to me and have to pleasure me because I am the alpha and you are the beta. And Whereas suck my tongue, like what? We're French kissing. What? What are you going for here? This is bizarre. well. I mean, I feel like that. Like you know, if you if you've been to both places, you know that there's a, there's a hard light of the sand that separates a French kiss from a tongue suck. <laughs> yes, it, smooch. Yeah, and smooch. also for the record, I've never had the tongue suck and had it just been like now. I feel like I'm in the submissive. Like that's it's still it's still a pretty. Dominant yeah, that's a Dalai move. Lama reference. You remember that? Oh God, yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> Sorry to bring that back. No, Gross. No, I erased it briefly. Th- that's but it's what, back. Yeah, that's that is actual a working theory that the like, Elon used that for the Dalai Lama months ago in a reply, and he just thinks he just thinks that the world revolves around him so aggressively that we all remember that he said that about the Dalai Lama like like six months ago or whatever. Didn't you see my post, bro? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Look, look, world. The tongue suck is like it's sort of like a powerful move, and it it should only be done like behind closed doors. <laughs> like it, I don't want to see no tongue suck. You know that's too much. <laughs> French kissing is already like borderline, you know, because a lot of people are bad at it, and if you're bad at it and sloppy with it, it just looks really gross. So, like, you know, I don't need to see one of the most aggressively like. There's no way to do it and make it look appealing, right? Like, it's appealing for the people doing and receiving it in the moment. But you know what? No tongue suck. We're calling it. Moratorium on it. Keep it behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, not trying he- to kink shame you. I'm just saying, like, you know, keep it, like, keep the game you're playing in its appropriate field, you know? Yeah. You do whatever you want. But <laughs> I do want to see, uh, I want to see Zuckerberg just, like, turn Elon Musk's face into mashed potatoes, you know? I just want to see it. But I think Elon knows it's going to happen. He knows he's weak and right. soft-bodied. Yeah. And, like and, me. And, <laughs> and um, that, should, that should be one of our gimmicks where, because like, we're, we're all woefully out of shape. One of, one of us should call out some in-shape, like, right-wing slash QAnon promoter and constantly talk about how we're going to beat the shit out of them. And... And, and they'll just be like, come on, bro, do it. Because they would kill us, obviously, but we just never let it go. We just Elon them for no, no, no to the end of time itself. So Elon, on top of the weird uh, zuck my tongue thing, <laughs> he then went on to state that he was going to drive to, he was going to take like a Tesla in some sort of autopilot mode, drive it to Zuckerberg's house, and then like spring out of the Tesla, knock on Zuck's door and be like, bro, want to bang? You want to do this? And like bow up to him at his I'm house. Here to suck your tongue. <laughs> here to suck your tongue, bro. And this Dalai Lama delivers. <laughs> and 
and, and then apparently Elon claimed that he did it and Zuckerberg quote unquote wasn't home. So he's ducking him. And this is, it's so sad because anyone who's not a ridiculous Elon fanboy and moron understands that the guy that actually trains in ground fighting it has a massive advantage over the 50 year, 52 year old blob that literally in Elon's world, he's made, he's made posts about this where he's just like, if Zuckerberg fought me, he would learn that weight classes exist for a reason. It's like weight classes exist. Cause when you're a trained fighter, they matter, but I'm a very large dude. And there are plenty of UFC and boxing fighters who weigh less than half my weight who would kill me. Like instantaneously in a fight, I would stand. Also, it's like a weird flex, bro. It's like, yeah. yeah, if Mark Zuckerberg fights me, he's gonna find out how truly fat I am. <laughs> exactly. Like we've seen the pictures, we know we know that you're not like rippling with muscles. Like I've seen you on a yacht, dude. Like <laughs> you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna easily crush him. I've got like a hundred, hundred twenty pounds on him. It's just like, yeah, okay. So you'd be well padded to the fight. I get it. Like yeah. you know. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not necessary. I'm not saying it's not an advantage. I guess it's just probably not the flex he thinks it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm much bigger than him, so that's going to matter because he does. He, like you do understand what jujitsu is literally using your opponent's largeness against them as a disadvantage. Like use your opponent's momentum to throw them and that kind of stuff. Like, like you're gonna you're gonna square up. Zuckerberg is gonna hug you, trip you, and then you're gonna be on the ground and. I'm sure Elon has no concept of what ground fighting is. I, because uh, Haley was like, I want Zuckerberg to like smash his face. But what actually would happen, I think, in a fight would be uh, Zuckerberg would, would knock him to the ground and then choke him out, and Elon would tap out like a bitch almost immediately. <laughs> well, if only. Well, that was the thing I was thinking of when 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 Elon when Elon was like, I'm going to knock on his door and it's on. I'm like, isn't this Castle Doctrine? Isn't yeah, Zuckerberg? <laughs> You're dead. Yeah, I would. I would love to see Zuck stand his ground with his bare hands and fists <laughs> against a fucking, like you know, cocaine fueled Elon Musk. Just like fucking j- j- drives his like cyber truck up on the lawn and just opens up the door. He's stinking of booze. He's like, find me now, Zuck. And then Zuck <laughs> just comes out and is like, "All right, all right, fine. I have been programmed for combat today. Wham, boom, and then you're dead." <laughs> the feudal lord should duel. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but. For, for that's what's so funny about all of this is that Elon backed himself into this corner where he has to like try to alpha himself up to be like, oh, I'll beat the shit out of Zuckerberg when he knows the fight cannot happen without it ending in his humiliating defeat. So he can never back down, but he can never fight. So he's just a sad little. Bar- he's, he's he's one of those little dogs. He's like a little child that's just barking and barking and barking, but he can never actually fight. And apparently, like he leaked a text message to someone where he was texting with Zuck. And he's like, "Hey Zuck, you you want to do a practice round in your backyard just just to see how it goes?" And Zuckerberg's like, "No, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight. I'm not going to give you a free round in private." And Elon's just like, it's, like "It's like Elon doesn't even know what he wants except to just try to not be humiliated losing a fight to Zuckerberg that he initiated. He he was the one who did all this shit." Yeah, Classic. truly, a, truly a power move. Uh, call, call somebody out for a fight and then back down when they agree because it's pretty obvious to everybody that they're going to fucking destroy you in a fight. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, like, it, it, like he just keeps making these same mistakes, you know? 
because again, th- this is sort of the exact same thing that happened when he was just like, "Fucking Twitter, I'll buy it, I'll buy it for a high price," and they're just like, "Deal." Sign the paperwork. And then he Fine, let's fight. Let's do it. And then, and, then he, and then he got like buyer's rewards immediately. He's just like, uh, I don't know about that. They're just like, no, it's happening. Like, so, you know, maybe he did learn a lesson. Maybe he's savvy enough this time around to not like put any fucking signatures down on paperwork so he can puff out his chest at Zuckerberg as long as he wants to. <laughs> what a clown. Anyway, speaking of clowns and moving on to our next boost topic, a thing that I uh, honestly know nothing about is apparently some anti-Semitism in the music world. Uh, some <laughs> of that good old-fashioned anti-9-11, like, or 9-11-flavored anti-Semitism, I should say. Uh, so, Mike, what's going on? And I, like, w- what's going on in the charts? The charts with Mike. Mike Reigns. Okay, so there's this guy who like literally fell out of the sky, like Oliver Anthony. Astroturfed ass motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So the uh, so this guy, yeah, this astroturfed fake ass, ridiculous quote unquote country singer that just fell out of the sky. He produced this video, which is him in the woods of Appalachia or whatever, and. People, what's so funny about this is that people are acting like this is some sort of like impromptu performance when it was obviously shot on three professional cameras with cuts and editing and all this stuff. The Rich Man, Men of Richmond, is that the name of the song? Yeah, The Rich Men North of Richmond. Yeah. yeah. And so it's The Rich Men North of Richmond is the song. And the song is supposed to be about the plight of the common man, the plight of the working man in America and how, yeah, sure. <laughs> how, how we all just can't get ahead because the, the, the corporate fat cats are, uh, are taking our money and we're being taxed too much. But then our hero um, decides that the real problem in all of this isn't like the millionaires and billionaires uh, in the in in the final verses of the song, he uh, pisses and moans about overweight people using food stamps to buy uh, fudge rounds, and he's just like welfare queens. Yeah, welfare this is racialized. Queens. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The term welfare queens is used, like, and so this led to a lot of people being like, "Well, this is another right wing sack of shit going down the Jason Aldean. Try that in a small town." right-wing astroturf grift campaign and then other people being like bro what are you talking about this is a song about the common man you're you're thinking too much about it and like the welfare queen thing is just i don't know people that are like trying to scam the system that ain't cool do you think that's cool and it's like no that was what ronald reagan reagan used for when he was demonizing black people and we know that we know your codes we know your we've learned the code. you know your dog whistles buddies right <laughs> So all of this shit happened and it was very obvious that this guy was and people bought his song on iTunes and did all that shit to like f- fake inflate his numbers and make him look like an overnight sensation. Turning Point was like hyping the shit out of it. So he'll probably be at all the next Turning Point conferences. They All their, all those like that Jason Aldean, they were also pushing him. He'll probably be at their concert. It's just like all the grift, sorry, all the yeah. grifters, you know, yep. trying to boost this guy um and his fudge round hating song (laughs) yes Um, yeah dude way way to catch a stray fudge rounds yeah (laughs) just sitting there bothering nobody and then all of a sudden this guy comes out and drags them into his fucking racist horse shit well you see the problem is overweight people that's that's why 
that's the problem over overweight people on welfare he's a working man who is also struggling but the problem is other working people who are also struggling yeah oh and and our boy oliver um not not svelte this was not a lanky wiry dude getting in front of the camera here Oliver could uh, use some treadmill time himself. Just uh, I, I get through life by uh, just believing that fat phobia is just folks' way of being upset that some of us are raising the bar for the expectations of their cunnilingus game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every every fat dude I know is like a pussy eating virtuoso. So I mean, I like you know, eat. Yeah, it's just like, hey, you know, some stereotypes are true, but it's just like if the if the rest of if the rest of guys would just step up their game, maybe they wouldn't have to be so uh, maybe they wouldn't have to be so intimidated by it. Yep, they're jealous of the studly fat man. You know, That's true. Yeah, dude, I, I I'm the Chadley fat bro that they wish they could be. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves a Tony Soprano. You know, yeah, yeah. dude, for real, Ch- Tony Soprano is going to fuck you up, dude. A Wilson Fisk, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like a little thing where there was some like overweight guy who was dancing with an e-girl and there were people were like, no, how could that e-girl be with him? This is so wrong. And it's like, well, he's got the riz. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. I'm watching Beauty and the Geek right now. You know, Beauty and the Geek from like early 2000s reality show. Heard of oh, God. Yeah. that's yeah, <laughs> it, Australian version. Um and there's like, you know, the geeks are kind of chadly by today's standards. You know, there's like big boys in there. The, they got nerdcore going on, normie culture going on, uh, styles that are in right now. So, yes, big boys are in. We like uh, there's a song that's like about big boys. That yeah, I think it, was like, a, it, was that, it was that SNL song that went viral. Either last yeah, one dude, but that's before. like unironically. I mean, Big yeah, boys. you know, I, I, hey, I'm like, Young Gravy is out there representing for the love of a mature woman, and that SNL bet is out there representing for love of the fat man. We and love all I'm people in, I'm here. In it. And, you know, back before she was getting canceled, Lizzo was out there getting people on board with the, the fat woman train. So, like, let's let's just, let's all just be horny in general. Am I right, guys? That's yeah, let's just love forward. people, you know? Yeah. We, we, we're, 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 we like all body types here. Yeah. We, we don't blame them for the plight of the poor for some fucking reason in yeah. our shitty song with a banjo. Honestly, dude, that song sucks. I don't give a fuck. I know some people. Well, yeah, it's it's a country song, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, but I know some people are like, oh, it's kind of catchy. You know, I guess if you're into that kind of music. No, fuck that song. <laughs> fuck that song. Fuck that song. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's oh, a bad I mean, song. I'm all around. Not a gatekeeper or anything. People are allowed to like what they like. And if you yeah, like I don't yuck yums. You can like country music, but like, come on, man. This shit is just like it's it's not even it's fake. It's fake. It's Turning Point USA fucking manufactured fake country music. It's bullshit. Also, yeah. we didn't even get into the best part. Is that... yeah, yeah. Well, let's get to the best part. So, uh, our buddy here, who like people were pointing this out immediately, this guy was the most obvious milkshake duck in the history of the universe. Where it was one hundred percent, the other shoe was going to drop on this guy right quick. Wow! And... Again, milkshakes catching a weird stray in this fucking <laughs> like. I mean, God. Uh... Yeah, so what happened was, so eventually someone found his YouTube, like, uh, his YouTube, like, playlist that was public, and in his YouTube playlist, it had uh, a few videos about how the Jews did 9-11, which, oh, man, knock me over with a feather. I can't believe the guy that was astroturfed and coming up with a right-wing culture war song has weird opinions about 9-11 and the Jews. 
can't believe it. So stunning. It's always the ones you most expect. I mean, it's just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, like, it, it becomes more obvious that the Jews are responsible with more than 20 years in hindsight as their plan starts to bear fruit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What the fuck was the end goal of the Jews doing 9-11? You know what? Well, let's not get into it because it's clearly not the, the truth. They wanted yeah. the memes, the nine eleven memes. <laughs> That's I guess, yeah. They they wanted they wanted it to be so dank and funny. They they wanted yeah, they wanted, they wanted dank be, memes. <laughs> they wanted it to be really uncomfortable when you watch any movie like that's like set in New York before two thousand. Yeah, there's always like a big lingering shot on the iconic twin towers, and you're just like Spider Man one. It's like oof. Yeah. They they, they put that trailer very quickly. <laughs> Sex in the City. It's like, hey, what happened in between those seasons? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, makes, it makes that scene really awkward where the two ladies are getting railed, like looking at each other through binoculars from the uh, opposite windows of the Twin Towers. <laughs> that scene. I mean, I, it's true. I, I, unless you have like the old, the old, uh, like the the first first run print DVD copies of it, you're going to get the censored version of that. <laughs> Now that they're just in two regular apartment buildings, it really takes a lot of the majesty out of it. <laughs> it's literally, totally, it could have been an episode. I've never seen a single episode of Sex in the City. Shocking, I know. It's just having <laughs> sex in the city. So you, I, your episode is with like different people that you're like, hey, I remember that. I, hey, that guy. Hey, it's Vince Vaughn. Hey, it's Sam Cedar. You know? I just remember <laughs> the, the, the one thing I know about Sex in the City is that... Uh, it was the show that made Sarah Jessica Parker famous. So then I got to deal with all of my friends just being like, Sarah Jessica Parker, what a dog, what a weird looking face. And I was Dude, just she's like, not. Yeah, totally. And then in my head, I was just like, I don't know. I think she's pretty hot, actually. She's hot. She looks good lie. in Sex and the City. Uh, she's fashion icon. Yeah. I've, I've I don't liked... think she's a good character, personally. I don't want to get into Sex in the City lore. This is too much information about me. But. <laughs> I mean, I, I assure you that I personally would find it a thousand times more interesting than any of the stuff we have to talk about on the podcast. I'm Team week. Samantha all the way, you know, but there's good outfits in the show. I'm an outfit person. I think we've, we've kind of learned this with Barbie. I, that's, that, that's unfortunate because doesn't that mean that you're priced into liking that movie Cruella because the only thing it did right was look good fashion wise? You know, I don't know, but black and white, not my thing. Ooh! Wow. <laughs> See, I mean, that's 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 bold. Yeah, H Haley on the record, not seeing race. I mean, I didn't mean it that way. I meant the color <laughs> scheme on her pattern, like a dead chihuahua, like a dead Dalmatian. That's no, what I meant. I, no, no, uh, nobody, nobody it's either gotta be like an all black thing. outfit or like i like i like uh either the outfit is like you gotta be like a hyper maximalist, like crazy looking all colors or just like pretty standard goth hard goth that's my favorite looks uh the dead dalmatian look is not my thing so i didn't ever have interest in the koala movie um barbie though and also, I still have, see that. also, also, that movie features that interracial couple. Yuck! I anyway, did not uh, mean that. I'm gonna get clipped. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so, no, I meant dead dogs. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to segue away from it. Okay, You're just uh, digging next, yourself into next, a hole. Next, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are we done talking about that dig dog who thinks the Jews did 9/11? Was that, was did, that he, all for him for now? Yeah, his 15 minutes of fame are basically up at this point. So yeah, yeah, I think they're done by the time this episode drops. Okay, well <laughs> then it's time for uh, our Arizona right-wing watch racial purity segment of the week. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I, that, my, I had my notes confused. Uh, Arizona breakdown for the week. Uh, Haley, what's going on in the beautiful state of Arizona this week? Uh, well, we haven't gotten to indictment stuff because that's in cues in the news, but, you know, we'll get to that later. Nothing really too wild happening in Arizona uh, this week. Um, Mark Fincham went on. Mark Fincham was the guy that was the Secretary of State candidate um, last year, uh, the Republican candidate. He is going to run probably again for a, a seat in the state Senate here because he's just like addicted to losing. Um, but he went on the X. It's the conservative way. Report. They <laughs> love is. losing. They love losers. They like, you know, the, the really hardcore ones idolize Hitler. The regular middle of the street ones idolize the Confederacy. Uh, they all, a lot of them love Jesus. And I don't know if you guys read that book, but that dude got caught by the enemy and then murdered by them. So that seems like an L. <laughs> <laughs> True. 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 Yeah. But yeah, X22 report, Mike, that's one that's, that's a QAnon show. Does that guy, is that guy have a name? I, we, I believe the X-22 report guy is just known as Dave. Somehow he's run an incredibly popular QAnon like podcast slash live stream, and he's still anonymous. It's super weird. I don't know how Ron DeSantis had like one of his cabinet members go on the show and still nobody knows who's hosting it. It's super, it's the most, it's the most bizarre show in the right wing QAnon griftosphere. Like Wendy the, Rogers has been on it, Carrie Lake. Yeah, and and I guess they just like say hi Dave or whatever when they're on the show because it's just this anonymous dude who is the host. It's it's super fucked up. But yeah, so Fincham was on X twenty two doing that stuff. Um, yeah, he was talking Sinaloa cartel conspiracies, which is that's good that that has stuck in the Arizona conspiracy like zeitgeist, you know. Um, yeah. Thanks, Liz Harris. Uh, she took a bullet for that one. She's she got expelled, but like that, <laughs> hey, lives you, on forever. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you have to uh, you have to you have to take one for the team to push the conspiracy narrative forward. Yep, she did yep. that. She did a good job on that one. Uh, um, she, you know she'll be back again some other way anyway. Just like Mark Fincham trying to come in he was like talking about because you know 2024 is coming up and they're not going to be like passively dealing with this election they're going to be actively trying to disrupt it um and yeah he was talking about how like you remember how we how we had the okay so we had the cyber ninja audit uh <laughs> i know we're going back uh and then there was that like fake canvas that was kind of attached to it that was liz harris also that was her thing uh queen <laughs> and um that was where she got she got in trouble like she got warned by the like actual doj civil rights division like hey you're harassing voters lady um but they still did like a report for the <laughs> audit and um fincham was talking about how we should use like the canvas people to basically go over the voter rolls and purge anybody who doesn't have like a permanent residential address so they're talking about like purging homeless people it sounds like uh because he was complaining like oh only people who have a permanent address should be allowed to vote here like there's people that register to mailboxes and register to you know uh all kinds of places and it's like this is kind of i mean it is it's just a way to disenfranchise certain people like homeless people but also like people on the on tribal land here because they rely on sometimes like community 
um, mailboxes or uh, the drop boxes to vote. So it's just like they're a cooking a something up. Uh, it's it's voter suppression. It's just voter yeah. suppression all the way. And I remember Ron Watkins being like being the guy. He's like, I'm the candidate who's going to the tribal lands and talking to them. And it's like, buddy, you have no solutions for them because you're a Republican. Just don't don't kid yourself. Yeah, their solutions but are I mean, actually to like get rid of their votes for <laughs> posing in front of a chain link fence, fence in his cowboy boots with a shotgun or whatever. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really exuding a powerful masculine energy. It's like, wow, yeah. you can feel it right off the page. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, Arizona, still the capital of... Uh, I'm sorry, El. I know you don't like politics. That's so in the weeds. No, <laughs> I won't even sure. get to the Board of Supervisors drama, but we'll, no. we'll move yeah. on. Yeah. I, I have banished myself to a political comedy show of my own volition, so I can't <laughs> complain when we talk Torture. about politics on the show. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm a masochist, you know. Like we're we're just really getting all my kinks out on the on the air. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we already talked about Dalmatians earlier. I mean, God, one guy <laughs> can only get so hard. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of hard, let's hard segue into our cues of the news segment. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. You know, I didn't want to talk about this at all, but Mike Rain's ghoul that he is is like, damn it, L. If it bleeds, it leads. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm throwing Mike under the bus, too. Mike and Haley both get under that bus. That bus is coming. I need both of you to get under it. Uh, no, just, uh, uh, So, uh, tragically, we have to talk about the tragedy of the Maui wildfires. I think that you would imagine that our stupid political show couldn't possibly have any reason to discuss, because how could you possibly politicize uh, a tragedy that is a wildfire destroying a city and causing like hundreds of lives to be lost? Uh, well, we're about to tell you because boy, howdy, that's what you're here listening to the show for. Uh, I have to imagine that this was going to be a doozy. So Mike Raids, tell us, why are we talking about the devastation in Maui this week? Uh, because the devastation in Maui cannot be the ca- uh, caused by climate change and all kinds of other things that we... Colonialism. Human- Colonialism. All that good stuff. I mean, it couldn't be any of those things. It couldn't be any of the man-made things that we can see with our eyes. It has to be the fact that the deep state used directed energy weapons to shoot lasers at Maui to blow up this city and burn it down so that it can be then converted into a 15-minute city as per the deep state's nefarious goals. That was theory number one. That because fifteen minute cities. Oh, good. Are- it, it didn't stop there. No, they're just like step number one. The Illuminati and uh, the the deep state used their satellite death laser to destroy this town in Maui. Step one: <laughs> acquire <laughs> underpants. Step two: question mark. Step love, that's three: like the, that's like it's the tip the of the iceberg. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> remember, remember a few months back when when icebergs were all the rage on YouTube. <laughs> or snow. <laughs> All the kids wanted to be an iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 oh God, we we had the fake snow conspiracy theories for a while. People were putting snow in microwaves and freaking out. It's like, oh my God, lighter, lighter to the yep. snow. Yep. <laughs> All yep. weather is fake. Yeah, and is what so, I'm learning from these. <laughs> right. So, well, yeah. I mean, our yeah. disc-shaped Earth doesn't support the weather patterns <laughs> they claim to give you. You know. Right. <laughs> So we had so that was the fifteen minute cities was option A of why the the Jewish space lasers were used to destroy Maui. 
Then option B became the fact that Oprah Winfrey is destroying all of this property near her property, which was mysteriously untouched by the fires, I might add. And that now Oprah is going to just buy up all the land from all these devastated people and just create her massive Oprah Island uh, utopia paradise, which may become the new Epstein Island or something for the ultra elites to traffic their adrenochrome children. I love the idea that after like, you know, 40 years or whatever of being beloved by almost everybody, Oprah would take this moment to just be like, ah, the time is now. Do the thing with the poorest optics of all time. Start the losers. Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> she's just like I, I, I called it the laser strike and now I'm going to buy up all the property and like, I- I'm tired of being beloved. Time to be behated. <laughs> also, Ukraine. It's it's there's Ukraine involved. They there, I saw a lot of Ukraine posting. Wow, damn! Oprah must be really pissed off that A Wrinkle in Time or whatever that movie was called <laughs> didn't do anything. Like uh, she must be furious that nobody went to go see that. She's like, I'll fucking show you. It She's was like, bad. Satellite strike, Ukraine. Satellite strike, Maui. Satellite strike, everybody. <laughs> the, the Arctic ice shelf. Uh, yeah. A laser strike for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, the Ukraine thing is basically a bunch of conservatives like claiming that the current funding for the Hawaii relief effort pales in comparison to the U.S. support for Ukraine's war against Russia. And all of Hawaii's precious money is going to Ukraine. How do you like that, Libs? And it's And it's like, you know, we don't actually just hand Ukraine buckets of cash. We're giving them surplus military shit. I don't know how many F-16s are going to help Maui right now. It's like, hey, Hawaii, we see that that city burned down. Would you like some Abrams tanks? Would those help you rebuild your community? No, they wouldn't. Also, if this was like a slow, steady wall of fire that we could like have boots on the ground, like taking measures to abate, (laughs) the, the conversation would be different. But the reality of the situation is the money that's going to Maui is going to rebuild Maui. There's no there's nothing to be saved. Like that 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 part is just over. Like it's done for them. Like Russia is Russia is trying to do that to all of Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the so the the final conspiracy theory which these people lo- this is a thing that people love to bring up after these wildfires happen is they have the photos of basically houses that are that have collapsed. Basically, everything is collapsed because the fire has burned them down. And then they'll say, but why are the trees still standing? And well, A, the trees don't have the trees aren't load bearing walls that are burned, which is why they don't fall over. And B, the trees are probably dead and they're probably singed. But trees in the summer are alive and they're full of water. So when a fire ravages them, a lot of times the water inside the tree puts the fire out after the tree has already suffered lethal damage, most likely. But if the tree survives, why are you mad at the tree? You think, I just love the idea that the deep state is like, release the fire that only burns down houses. Save the tree. This is tree saving fire. And it's like, no. If you had a house that was just slathered with water inside all of the wood inside that house, it would probably be weirdly not conducive to being built. But if it was made, probably be pretty good against a fire. I mean, the house would probably be still incredibly damaged. You might have to tear it down. But having lots of water inside something makes it harder to burn. This really isn't that tricky a concept for people to understand. But yet, 
every time there's a mass fire, it, this comes up. Just why why aren't the trees burned down? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they do that. Conservatives love being confused. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's conservatives love being confused about what fire can and can't do because again, that's part of the nine eleven trutherism. Like those folks just cannot imagine a fire so hot that it can melt metal. It literally but, was nine eleven trutherism on the timeline, but for Maui wildfires, that that it was that was exactly what I felt like. A lot of it was. It was like fire can't melt. You know. Yeah, everybody's a fucking brick. expert on fire. All of a sudden, as soon, <laughs> as soon as this happens, everybody's like a fire scientist. Everyone's just like, I know exactly what fire is. It is not capable of doing it. This doesn't add up. <laughs> I'm putting two and two together and coming up with this wasn't a na- regular fire. This was like deep state fire. I did like that there was um, a lot of uh, conversation about like a church that didn't burn that was kind of in the middle of the fire. And that was proof of, you know, God's love, obviously. So there, there's like this simultaneous proof that um, like the church didn't burn because God, but the trees not burning is proof that it's laser beams by the Jews. And then the door bursts open, and the the person inside the 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 religious building comes out. And they're just like, "Yes, Allah truly is great," and everyone's just like, "Ooh, I mean, ee, yeah, ooh, ooh." Uh... Oh God, that'd be so awesome if, if, like, just in the middle of Maui, there was just like this perfectly untouched mosque that just, oh man, just, everyone's like, "No, we now now our hatred is even stronger." I mean. I just, I mean, obviously, so uh, a, a town burns down, the church survives, like to Christian God, like obviously God is great, saved that. And then if the same thing happened, it was religious building to any other religious institution. Oh, dude, they definitely caused that. The devil, the devil did that with their help. They were in on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I remember um, uh, when we did the Fall Cabal series, this like there were trees that would burn from the inside out. And that was one of her conspiracy theories. And people talked about how if a tree gets hit by lightning, this can happen. Or if a tree has some sort of hole on the outside of the tree that leads to the inside of the tree, if fire gets in there, it will burn the tree from the inside out. Just people really can't grasp how trees burn. It's mind blowing. Which is crazy because there's footage of that that you can watch on YouTube and it does look really crazy when people like find a tree that happens to be in the process of burning from the inside out. They're just like filming it and it looks wild. Yes. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> so, no, yeah, Chinese people, people are stupid morons. So, of course, this Maui tragedy couldn't simply be uh, an effect of climate change and weather patterns no. and just like just completely turning Hawaii into like a military base slash you know tourist resort slash you know just <laughs> poisoning their water supply and just the general oh. climate change of the world just decimating a tiny island in the middle of a zone that's probably going to be affected so by this. I encourage you to take your money and do everything you can <laughs> to take advantage of the lowered property values like a bunch of white ghouls Oh, dude, are. that's so going to happen. Uh, yeah, it absolutely is. The people there are already terrified of it. They're, they've been saying it during interviews. They're just like, we're really worried that white people are going to buy all the rebuilt property. And that donate we're to Maui Strong. Uh, donate to uh, mutual aid groups. Uh, help, help, help the people on the ground, not uh, the... Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a shitty... It's gonna be Don't a go shitty. to Hawaii. Don't go to Hawaii! Yeah, like, or, or Maui, at least. Like, you know, yeah. like, if yeah. you got to go to Hawaii, just avoid Maui for, like, indefinite, like, two yeah. years or whatever. Just, oh. you know. 
Oh, the one, the one last conspiracy theory I was going to bring up was uh, our favorite uh, poster of child porn on the internet. Dom Lucre was just like Obama's Obama's estate wasn't touched by the fires, and Obama's estate's on a different island. Like Dom Lucre is just outright fucking lying to his audience and treats what? them. Like- yeah, he's he's just he just absolutely has no respect for his audience. Like Obama's estate is not on Maui; it's on a different island. So, you, try, weirdly enough, when the fire got to the ocean, it didn't burn the ocean; it make its way to Obama's estate. Oh, g- g- give it time. Yeah. With, with, with enough time and effort, people, we can make the oceans flammable. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. We, nice. We've, we've made rivers burn in America before. We can do this. <laughs> we can do this. Yeah, we're, we're great stuff Elon in America. to paying that Dom LaCree guy. Yes. Shout out, you fuck. Yep. Yes. We're so, we're so in love with burning stuff in America. Somehow the Ku Klux Klan, uh, like, Christian religious <laughs> organization got into their heads that a powerful display of intimidation would be burning their own religious effigy. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you know, I've always wanted to see the fucking cross that Jesus was crucified on, like, literally burning in flames. That would be really cool. How can we maybe do that in a way that's not blasphemy? And they're just like, oh, okay, yes, yeah, so we'll just make it part of our racist hate ritual and then people will be too busy being like, wow, what a bunch of racist fucks to ever wonder why do they like their own what? That's crazy. We'll show you. Yeah. We'll, erect, we'll erect our own religious symbol in your yard and then burn it up. <laughs> like imagine if they imagine if that was how they displayed their patriotism. Like they just showed up to some 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 fucking black folks' house and they were just like, We don't want you here and they just unfurled a huge American flag and laid it on their lawn, just lit it on fire. <laughs> yeah. Boom, burning the American flag for freedom. <laughs> Dude, why are racists so fucking stupid? I mean, like, aside from the racism. Like, it's just, it's just like, wow, it's so crazy. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just imagining that t-shirt where they're like, uh, like, the like fire isn't for the flag, it's for the cross. Just like, yeah, burn the cross, yeah. It's good to do that. So what would happen weird. if Jesus, like, showed up? Like, Jesus did, in fact, like, it was it was the day Jesus came back, and, like, one of the first things he saw, he stumbles across one of those, like, cross-burning rituals. Yeah, well, yes, he'd be, they, they would beat him to death, obviously. He'd be, they'd be like, what are you doing, you brownie? He'd be like, oh, I'm Jesus Christ, before he could even get it out, they'd just public him. This guy's crazy. But, Deport his ass. Actually, That's what they would say. pure lily-white Jesus, ginger <laughs> Jesus, steps out of the tree line. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I, I, I'm just because the whole cross thing is so weird. You, I'm just thinking, imagining Jesus like descending from the heavens, lands, sees the clan burning a cross. He's like, "Damn right, burn that thing! It fucking killed me. I hate it." And then they're all just like, "Wait, wait, no!" But it's our it's our symbol to celebrate you. And then Jesus is like, "What? The the device that killed me is your symbol for celebrating me? What? I don't even understand what's going on." Jesus, Jesus deports himself. He's yeah, so- I, I, can't, I can't stop picturing ginger Jesus coming through the the bushes. And at first, they're very pumped to see that their white Jesus has arrived. But then when they realize he's like a ginger or whatever, they're just like, "Ooh, Pass. well, we, do, we don't really like the Irish either, you know." Like, <laughs> sorry, Jesus, it's a bum rap, but yeah. Like, so have we tried Mormonism yet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody get my road eye on the line. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I think we have like a three pod streak of no Moroni. Thank God we broke that. Moroni really is our co pilot, you know? He is. When the podcast is floundering, it's dead that Moroni carries us. Yes. <laughs>
but you know, fucking, I'm like, I'm like our man Joe Smith or whatever. Fucking, we definitely not getting any, uh, any gold from Moroni over here. You know, direct you know. me to some gold. I don't give a yeah. fuck about the message on it. I would just love some gold plates. Yeah, dig. Like, yeah. Fucking, uh, hawk those immediately. One hundred percent. Going to be putting that shit on Etsy like you read about. Boom. Yeah. Then some hipster. Then some hipster could find out the secret. The 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 secret second word of God from Jesus when he was just like. You know, I came to America and I thought it was going to be pretty cool, but then I ran into these idiots and they were burning crosses on somebody's lawn and I was like, man, that kind of sucks. So I decided <laughs> to do another set of plates and just be like, hey, the, the word from Jesus is don't judge ginger people and don't burn crosses. I feel like, was, I feel like this is supposed to be pretty self-evident, but I guess not. <laughs> so here's your second set of tablets. Signed, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> okay, I guess it was inevitable. Let's, let, let, let's get to our, our weekly discussing of Donald Trump, because boy howdy, this week is a doozy, as uh, the Georgia indictments finally came down, and they were quite potent. Yes. Uh, Mike Rands, let's talk about the, the quite potent nature of these indictments, uh, the, yeah. the stiff Rico-like indictments, you know? Yes, the Rico Suave indictments that Donald Trump is facing. So in the on the other cases, Trump Trump himself has been the sole target in in Florida. He's got he's got literally a pool boy or a guy who tried to destroy a pool or whatever it was, and the guy that helped him move the boxes. But there are nobodies, no one no one ever heard of. This case in Georgia involves Rico, and basically the Georgia prosecutors were just like, if you got within six miles of this fucking state and tried to do any shit here, you are indicted or you are an unnamed, unindicted co-conspirator. Because the 19 people were indicted and there's like 30 unindicted co-conspirators that are named in the indicting documents. So fucking everybody here got their 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 time in the barrel, their moment of glory. Uh, and it, some of the better indictments here involve Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and our boy, uh, cheese, uh, cheeseboro or cheesebro. Cheese yes. <laughs> so all of these bags of shit that were part of Trump's campaign, uh, Mark Meadows, he got himself an indictment. Eastman. Yep. Eastman. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the Kraken, Sidney Powell. If oh, you that's were, such a good one. If you were one of the six, I, I, I don't think the uh, unindicted co-conspirator number six in Jack Smith's case got indicted, but unindicted co-conspirators one through five in Jack Smith's January 6th case were all indicted in Georgia for their crimes here. And this is a RICO statute, which is basically saying this was a criminal organization that was working to do a thing, aka overturn the election in Georgia. And... While Trump wasn't directly directing these people to do each specific act they were doing, everything they were doing was in furtherance of overturning the election in Georgia, which is the underlying crime that they're all being charged for. Um, I think my favorite indictment is Kanye's publicist, the the lady that was torturing Ruby Freeman and her daughter and pulling all kinds of shit, just... There, I remember reading people talking about that, saying, "God, I hope Yee's publicist gets pinched for this because the shit she did was fucking wrong." And it's like, boom, she did. So enjoy that. And it feels like you are a small fish that may be tied to Yee or Trump or beyond. So, it, I mean, there's a lot of people that are indicted here who are very likely to flip, and of them, definitely, she's like grade A number one cut there. Sydney Powell is so fucked. Oh, <laughs> Halloween thing- costume. I gotta find a good outfit of hers. 
<laughs> God. Another outfit god, Sydney Powell. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, is it, are you gonna are you gonna have like a Halloween rotation like uh, sassy ladies of the Republican Party? Oh, I should. <laughs> yeah, you should like set up your Halloween weekend to just be a num- numerous parties where you go to them as Carrie Lake, as Sidney Powell, at um, 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 Tulsi Gabbard. Um, <laughs> Get the streak. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that that would, that would be awesome. The, the, try to find some more deep cuts in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Screw, screw Salem, Massachusetts. The spirit of Halloween is going to be alive in Arizona this year, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Treverian Cuddy, I believe, is the name of Kanye's publicist, who I may have not said that right, but yeah, that was. It, the, the name that you did say was pretty cool. Yeah. Treverian <laughs> Cuddy? Yes. Yeah, dude. That's my next BG3 character name. Yo, what's going uh, on? Bentley. Yeah, her uh, her last her yeah, last name. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. It's got the word "wad" in it. How cool could it really be? <laughs> yeah, her last name is K U T T I. So that looks like Cuddy to me. So yeah, and but man, just th- this is it's really kind of funny because like in in DC, it felt like Jack Smith was just literally like, "I am creating a case to get Trump and him." I'm just bringing his ass down. Whereas Georgia was like, you're all going down. Every last fucking one of you. So uh, the other fun shit that's going on in Georgia is they said that everyone has until August 25th to turn themselves in or arrest warrants will be issued against them. So we're going to have numerous perp walks of these people either getting arrested or showing up to be uh, arraigned for their crimes. So many t-shirts. So many mugshot t-shirts. Yep, and uh, and and uh, that's the big one is that Trump is getting mugshotted, and his official height and weight will be taken during that process. I was wrong. I could get harder. I Watch me like four or three. It's like how, how do we not know? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's great. They, they they've got him up on a stool, <laughs> and we're just like, oh my god, how did they keep us, how did they keep this a secret? For, they were the ones using the holograms. Um, I would also like to, I believe it was L, so I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna give L credit for it anyways, but I, I, re- I remember that last week we were talking on the pod about how, how, um, Trump is gonna be wearing the most aggressive lifts possible to try, to try to get to 6-4 on the mugshot. And yeah, he, he's gonna come out in a, like, a, like, full-on carnival stilts to take <laughs> that mugshot. And he's gonna like Peter Jackson and Weta are gonna come out for some forced perspective shots for that. <laughs> yeah, but what the reason why I would brought it up was because I've already seen I've already seen QAnon creating fake mug shots, and they have Trump at six four. So we we <laughs> accurate we accurately pinned QAnon's mythical height for Trump. They're like we, our daddy is big. Yeah, our, our well, daddy. I, 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 chose, I chose one inch taller than me because yeah. I'm like. I, I would like to kind of like like I consider myself at the small the of the short end of tall. You know what I mean? Because like I got like you know my whole life I'm just like yeah I'm tall. But when I'm next to somebody who's like six six, I'm like holy shit! <laughs> like oh my god! You know? Uh, so I was just like, what inch taller than me seems pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Re- put, put Donald Trump next to me. I'll destroy him. <laughs> I'm like Donald Trump. I'm like Donald Trump. I'm taller. I'm heavier and I'm fatter than you. <laughs> I'm just better. My hands are bigger. I'm just greater than you in every way. Oh, I 
man, when when the Georgia releases his official weight, it is going to be so delicious. Just because, like, that's one of QAnon's. Like, they're just like this this Rocky Adonis, this chiseled god. It's all muscle. It's all muscle. He's king. Yeah. Donald Trump is four foot four and like six hundred pounds. He's just made. He's made of like uranium. <laughs> he's just like ultra dense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So and um. So that the, the mugshot is going to be incredible. Those those details are going to be awesome and so humiliating. Um. Someone already mentioned the like uh, cringe libs on Etsy are just going to break the site with all the merch they're going to have from the mugshots. And it's like, yeah, and they deserve it. Fuck you. It's gonna be great. I'm interested and- to see how the right wingers will like reclaim it and make their own types of T-shirts. It'll be like political prisoner or something. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, too extreme for the establishment. Oh, they're not that. coming after me. They're coming after you. Yeah, I'm just in the way. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> on the back. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. All of that. Yeah, or maybe they'll just they'll just not understand that less is more. They'll just have it all on the front. Way too much. <laughs> It'll just be way too much Wall text. text. Yeah, you just can't even see Trump's face behind it. It's just fucking text everywhere. Wait a minute, classic right wing shirt. Less is more. Why didn't anybody <laughs> tell me before I became a big fat guy? <laughs> Oh, beads! I thought more was more. It seemed so obvious. <laughs> Damn it! Ah, <laughs> fucking what, what? What tricked again? <laughs> Just the way of the world. So, uh, how fucked is Trump this time? It seems pretty fucked, right? Rico charges are a pretty big deal. Yeah, this is really bad. I've seen a bunch of people stating that, like, the, this case against him is is ridiculously strong, and. The real problem here is from everything I'm reading in Georgia, RICO charges carry a minimum of five years in prison and it's not probation. You just have to do five years minimum. So all of the other 18 co-defendants that are with him, they all face this. So it, 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 there's a massive incentive to flip and to testify. I think they someone mentioned that the last time this DA did a RICO case she started with like 31 uh, defendants. And by the time she went to trial, she had like 12. Cause basically everyone was like, yo deal, please. One deal for me, poor for And then just, it, uh, yes, I would like to turn on my co-conspirators immediately, please. If that's on the table. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> As you're being arrested, like before yeah. you're even at the station, they're just yeah. like, they're at your house and they're putting the handcuffs on you. You're just like, uh, yes, I'd like to make it clear that I would like to roll on my co-conspirators. Yes, my, my, uh, yes, I know everything that I say can't be used against me in the court of law. I'm kind of, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, oh, that, that my lawyer's card just pulled up. My lawyer's here. They'll be working with you for my deal. My deal that I'll be making. Yeah, where, where, where's your body cam? Just yes. look at, let me look right into it. I want a deal. Yes. <laughs> I want a deal. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. This is, and the, the best part about this of, of everything, even the as great as the mugshot and all the rest of it is, is the fact that Georgia has also stated that this trial will be televised, that 100% cameras will be allowed in the courtroom. We are going to televise this trial. You want to go? Oh, <laughs> yes. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna start we're we're gonna have to start a Kickstarter. We're hell world in Georgia. We're all we're just gonna live in Georgia for a month. I'll go to Georgia for a while. I don't mind. Yeah, there's shit to do uh, there. The, 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 yeah, the problem with traveling for for podcast related stuff is that all these places are like in the south. You know, yes. 
Which isn't to say that like places in the South can't be fun, but I don't want to travel to exclusively the South. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing wrong with the South, pro South, <laughs> except you're not like pro South, wow. but you know what I mean. But nope. okay, wow, not <laughs> like that. But you know, Ooh. like I'm not anti-Southern. You know, there's a lot of Southern no leftists. Black and white. Southern Haley really big. <laughs> yep, I'm making my big big debut. <laughs> 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 uh, I she know. planted her flag and it is you know i'm not usually I mean. recorded all the time so i gotta start watching yeah, how editor. i work things <laughs> editor, you want to cut this out oh what's that we don't have an oh editor? nothing okay, okay. hey well, i heart radio nice. <laughs> yeah. stop making me <laughs> help me edit i heart radio I mean, I'm, a riddler, I'm like i'm a i was i was technically born in the south although i haven't been in the south for like you know i have a good old southern ago. grandpa so i i've not i've I, I mean, I, I could not have been like some. Some would argue that I could not have been born more in the South. If you're, if we're talking about the good old Confederate South, <laughs> I would like a, to believe he's not pro-Confederate, but you never fucking know. You know, I don't get the opinions of Grandpa. Who, me? I mean, I think they're great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Alan Lincoln is uh, debut. <laughs> Dead to Lincoln. Anyway, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna log on next week to the internet, and Haley's just gonna have a hit single for the for country music. I'm like, no, no, yep. Haley, no, no. no. Don't, don't I, do, I don't know why, but when, the the way that you, you the way that you said those words made you sound like such an incredibly old man. When the next time I log on to the internet, I mean. Yeah, you have a cell phone. When are you ever not logged on Turn to the, on the internet? Dial yeah, time for, me to pl- time for me to crank this dial and just let's get let let it rip. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I gotta hear those dulcet tones of the AOL modem bur- bur- gurgling and giggling its way into getting me on the internet. <laughs> the other day, when I was at, when I was at work, I answered the phone because it's part of my job description. But somebody was trying to call into our fax line because we're a business so we need to sometimes fax shit so i got to hear like a screech it wasn't the same familiar screech but it was a screech i had not heard in a long time i was like ah that's unsettling yikes but it did make me feel a little nostalgic yeah (laughs) Uh, unsettling yet nostalgic you know like episodes of the cosby show yes shout out to our southern listeners i i am not (laughs) pro-confederate Just before we segue to anything else, Haley just needed to be clear that she she loves she loves not the Confederacy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check her Instagram tonight, and it's gonna be that the the meme of the white flag and saying "Holy true flag of the Confederacy." It's just like boom, you guys lost the Civil War, you pieces of shit. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, who who could really say what Haley believes about the Confederacy? <laughs> we're, we're getting such mixed signals. <laughs> uh, okay, before we move away from the Trump thing, I, I got to ask, because technically it's what our show is about. Uh, how is Q feeling about these hot new indictments? Is, is this is this finally the 4D chess at play? Is this the first arrest? What's happening? So there are people on like chan boards and shit talking about the standard. We got to convince, we got to find the grand jury people and harass them, if not terrorize them outright and all that good stuff. But there are also the, the people who are just absolutely bound and determined to let you know how everything's going great, how you dumb libs think you've got Trump, but boy, howdy, uh, is he going to turn this all back around on you? Uh, Trump himself has stated that on Monday he's going to release a report that's going to exonerate him totally, 
which is like, I wonder if this, if he got some packet captures from Mike Lindell or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking, I hope this is a yeah. disaster on the level of the MyPillow, like packet capture symposium or whatever. Where it's like, here's our evidence. And <laughs> anytime now, don't worry, it's coming. Yes. So, so like QAnon's excited for that. And uh, uh, they have this meme that is their new go-to meme for the beta loser male that hates Trump. And it's like it's it's one of the two neckbeard guys that's doing the pointing thing, the the point uh, meme. Uh, but now it's just him. And he's yelling. He's saying, "Honey, bring your boyfriend." They finally got Trump this time. And it's like, hey, don't knock the polyamorous relationship these anti-Trump people are having. They're they're enjoying their life <laughs> and they're enjoying Trump's recent indictments. So hey. It's a thing. Get over yourselves. But it's just that. It's that thing where it's just like, yeah, these beta weakling cucks think Trump's going down this time, but they're totally wrong. Trump's Trump's like playing the 7D chess. He's got it all mapped out. And like this phony indictment from Georgia is just going to collapse like everything else will. And it, this is it, it's so crazy to me just the way these people are so beholden to Trump. I don't think any of them really understand how bizarre this is going to be where we're going to have a campaign where Joe Biden is going to be like touring all the swing states, giving the Bidenomics speech to rallies of people, shaking hands and kissing babies and doing all that he was stuff. Just here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He was in Arizona talking about manufacturing and all the good stuff that was going on down there. And the Grand Canyon Monument. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, what so, about the secret Egyptian caves? You know, that's for a different podcast, I guess. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's if we ever really want to go, uh, you know, <laughs> off the rails and have like an actual full on conspiracy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let me yeah. let, let cool cat L hippie this jab, daddy O. What if there were secret Egypt mummy tombs in the Grand Canyon? You dig? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sound unbelievable? Well, uh, shut up. <laughs> There's a lot of conspiracies about the Grand Canyon, you know. It's yeah, a, I mean it's a, a it's big a big hole. majestic hole, you know. <laughs> and like yeah. and like what 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 man has never aspired to make up a story about a big hole? Mhm. Mhm. All mm-hmm. of us. It is, it is all humanity has ever done. I mean, that's there, there, like you know, and then there's like there's that other conspiracy theory about what's his face like Diggory's hole or whatever, the the secret hole to nothingness that exists somewhere in the American Southwest. We have a it lot turns of out that people love a hole. Yeah, we have the meteor crater. The you know you know meteor crater. Yeah, it's Junji, Junji Ito's seminal work about everyone's unique hole. <laughs> yes. Arizona's just got a lot of holes. I've, I've often said that about Arizona. It's a very holy place. Yes, <laughs> it, is. it is. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I mean that, that's a, that's why it's the capital of uh, of conservative conspiracy wackiness. It's like their their mecca. A little bit. They got a little bit of a, a a heavy mention in the recent indictments. Arizona, we got like uh, thirty five or so separate mentions throughout that. Oh yeah, uh, Giuliani's bit. It like mentions uh, his hearing that he held here at the Phoenix Hyatt. Uh, it was like a twelve hour hearing, just like parading like every fuck lying about the election that you could think of at the time. Mark Fincham, Phil Aldrin, a bunch of the people that would kind of help with the audit. Um, 
so yeah, I hope that they also get fucked. It'll be funny. We also have a big old slate of phony electors here. And you know, I just looked and because the Arizona Republican Party tweeted a video of them all signing the the phony elector, you know, scheme. They like them signing the fake papers. Um, it's still up. They still have it up. It's the signing. (laughs) That's what it says. Love the idea of our massive crime online. <laughs> there and just it is. <laughs> never taking down their crime. It's just, I'm just, I'm just imagining uh, Lee Harvey Oswald putting a GoPro on his <laughs> rifle as he shot Kennedy, and he's just like, boom. <laughs> How you like that? Boom. Never deleted. Never it would have been tough though, because all the like ambient moisture in the sewers would have destroyed the camera. Yes. Yes. Those are those are the early days of GoPro, you know? Also yes. they got Trump's DMs. Oh yeah. Oh that's Oh yeah, we we didn't talk about how they fully fucking subpoenaed like his Twitter account. And then he's like furious. He's like, What? Oh, my- See? But, talking about it's just like it's like he <laughs> Yeah, talk about a huge hole. Yeah, Trump's a huge hole. So many people uh, send and hold of that account. It's like, yes. oh no. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, dude, I bet there are a bunch of thirsty pro-Trump ladies trying oh, to sorry. just just bomb it. I, they would love to go through that. I would love to see that level of conservative wackadoo punani and pinani. I'm sure there's a bunch of dogs in there too. Mm-hmm. I'll scroll through them. Even I'll, like I'll, I'll, anti-Trump people, like, hey, look at this. Yeah, look at the whole shabango, you know? Do do I get to see that as part of Discovery? Do I get to Discovery a world of labia? Yeah, oh, we get to do do Pastor Smash for Trump's DMs and all the weirdos (laughs) and posts and stuff there. Oh, man. Yeah, although, for the record, this is all all jokes. Those people did not consent to show us their dudes, so it wouldn't be our place to judge them. Only Trump. Only Trump gets to But I am saying for the record, if you're hate listening to this and you would, uh, oh, I don't have Twitter anymore because they changed it to X. Yeah. You know what? Just send those send those pictures of your drunk to Mike, and he'll get them to me, and then I'll judge them for you. Yeah, <laughs> me, me and Mike will look at your your juicy your juicy Republican private parts and tell you whether or not they're pretty nice. Yes, you know people send. Watch it be like like Kimberly Guilfoyle and shit that sent them like sex. That would be text. great. Oh, <laughs> I would I would love to hear about like you know like how many times did Carrie Lake try to blow up those DMs? Oh no. <laughs> How about a piece of this all-American pie, Mr. Jack President? Jack you know? like, hey, look at this. Jack Sobiec, I'd be greatest thing in the world. Oh, <laughs> Gates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, Trump just has, like, endless texts from people using AI to try to make him Ivanka porn. He's like, no, it's not good enough. Here's no. you got to make my daughter better than that. <laughs> Yikes. You wow, think, wait uh, far, Mike. Yeah, yeah, Mike, wow. <laughs> yes, Trump's most horrifying sexual proclivity Ow. that we all know about is what is where I'm going to get wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the bad thing. Yeah, we're doing bad right now. We're being yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, try, try, to, try to put all of us in horny jail. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, what it actually is probably time for is this for us to segue into our uh, mailbag for the week. And, you know, I'm, I'm really glad for the person who gets to be the first question, like, following this segue. So yes. good. Yeah, lucky them. Our listeners <laughs> got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A. Uh, so Debbie Maple asks, is the QAnon quote-unquote movement growing? Are they getting more radicalized still? Uh, it's very hard to say if the movement is growing because I don't see a lot of people that are quote unquote new converts that I actually trust are really new converts and not people like just getting in on the grift and trying to like make something of it. But 
radicalization is definitely a thing that's happening because you like movements like QAnon can never get less extreme. They can only get more extreme because basically this kind of movement is all about generating outrage. It's all about getting you upset about shit. It's, it's the market strategy for gateway pundit, zero hedge, basically any right wing shit website you go to, it's designed to piss you off. And after a while, the, the dopamine hit goes away. You're just not getting angry from milder stuff. So they have to come up with more and more inflammatory shit to keep getting you madder and madder. So that's the real problem with um, QAnon and movements like it is that if you don't burn out, you just become absolutely, you absolutely go insane. You just get so pilled that these movements just drive you nuts. It, it, it's, it's inevitable because um, Stephanie, one of one of our, um, MC Pace Face, she mentions like she was a no plain nine eleven truther. Like that kind of shit is this stuff always escalates and it always gets wilder and crazier and worse by the minute. And that's why QAnon's natural endpoint is crazy anti semitism because there's only so long you can think to yourself, oh, the bad guys are the government, the bad guys are Obama. Eventually, the bad guys become the Jews. It's just this inevitable thing because there's so many anti-Semites in the movement already. And also the Jews are this have been around for forever. So you can blame them for literally all of humanity's problems since the dawn of civilization. They're the perfect scapegoats for these kind of conspiracy theory bigots and hate mongers. So. All that kind of stuff is why radicalization is inevitable. As for the movement growing or ebbing, I think it's weakening because the whole point of the movement was originally Trump's going to crush his enemies and save the world. And now the movement is about when Trump wins in 2024, it'll be good because reasons. So just wait another year and a half. Maybe. Yay. Also, Trump hasn't like stopped once signaling the QAnon people on True Social, which is not good for the people who are still into it. It's just kind of like this constant so-called affirmation that what they believe in is real, which can't be healthy. Oh, I will say that as the podcast resident, like, sort of every man, just your normal person <laughs> who doesn't engage that much with this sort of lunacy, it seems like QAnon ain't shit. I mean, it seems like for a while there, there was like a threat that QAnon was going to be, it was like, oh, is, does QAnon have some amount of juice? Like, what's the deal? Then January 6th happened, and it was like, oh my god, here it is, it's their debut, it's time! And then what they decided to use that moment for was to scurry into the holes of being afraid of repercussions. So, it, like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I'm a rational person, and I'm more, I'm, I'm not zero in touch with it, so obviously, like, right-wing political ideology is on the rise worldwide, like, in terms of, like, the indoctrination of, like, this, like, like resurgence of far right idealism, but QAnon itself specifically that label seems like it it has very little oomph anymore. It doesn't have that much juice. It doesn't have that much pop to I it. I mean, I mean, Q himself ran away. He like stopped posting. He fucked off. Like, and it's yes. just like that was. It turns out that was not a signifier that the movement was going to get super popular. It was a signifier <laughs> that the move was going to the movement was going to have to start transitioning into like a different thing because what it was, the LARP was over. The person, yeah. the person, the person DMing your LARP left. Yes. And uh, like the option was to try to elevate some player to DM status, which they kind of tried or somebody took it upon themselves to try it. It didn't work. Uh, or you just find a different game. 
So <laughs> that, that now everyone's just finding it'll look a very different game, you know, but they're no less enthusiastic about it. They're, yeah. they're, they're itching to play. <laughs> yeah, There's oh, just yeah. this like unreality kind of happening going on anyway. That's like profitable from a lot of other groups that, you know, it's not necessarily QAnon, but right. benefiting from this kind of disinformation right. grift or just, right. You be, I mean, basically, like Stu Peters and all these rest of these people would love for QAnon to just fade away and just let right wing conspiracy theories not have that label upon them. It's why Q in like one of his final edicts was like, there's no such thing as QAnon because it's just bad for the brand because QAnon has a stigma to it. QAnon is you say that and a normal person's reaction is, oh, you mean those nuts who think Trump is Jesus and like you you, the conspiracy theorist who wants to like try to dupe somebody into being like, hey, look at these trees in Maui that didn't burn down. What's that all about? The last thing you want the a normal person to hear when you say that is QAnon. Because now they're just going to reject your argument out of hand. They're not even going to try to listen to you talk about the fucking trees. They're just going to be like, you're a nut. I'm not dealing with you. Bye now. So I think that's actually kind of like the interesting thing about this is that these people want to create the alternate reality of right-wing conspiracy theories and QAnon, but they really don't want that brand because it's bad. It's just toxic. Yep. So I think that's, that's exactly correct. <laughs> so uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Cosmos asks, uh, what the fuck is this? And then posts a link to the fact that um, in negative 48's group of people, apparently a 13 year old girl is the new cult leader. And I looked at this story real quickly. What? Yeah, yeah. So basically, negative forty-eight um, has in his cult. There is a there's a little girl who they call Tiny Teflon, and she is now like the figurehead leader of the negative forty-eight Dallas movement. And uh, so uh, I will not go deep into this. I will fl- I'll put the karma signal into the air and maybe I'll do a one-off like half hour interview with karma to talk about this because she knows way more about the negative 48 cult than anyone else. So. I did see her briefly post about a 13 year old that's in the chats and it's like, what's going on here? Yep. Yikes. Well, somebody get word to this 13 year old girl that they start funneling their money to the Adventures in Hell World podcast immediately. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the Kennedys want. Yes. Uh... Yes. It it is what you, it is what you, the incarnation of JFK and negative 48 should be doing with your money. Give it to us. Uh, So thank you for that. Uh, Lemon 33 uh, at blue sky social says, I, I saw this person I lost to QAnon now claiming that Eminem is a white hat and has been all along. She posted a five minute long TikTok from somebody supporting it. Uh, this is new because of a statement he made in a video, I'm assuming. So this is one of QAnon's favorite things to do is to create enemies and they have people they hate. And then at some ill-defined point, they will make a they'll make a question. Hey, wait a minute, maybe this person I hate is someone who's actually good, and I should support them. And this is the kind of story they love to tell. They love having drama and interest. And is this person a goodie or a baddie? There's a lot of QAnon people who really uh, love uh, AOC. And every now and then the AOC white hat narrative crops up because they want the they want the pretty lady to be on their team. 
And then eventually um, someone gets angry. They're like, no, she's a socialist. Her politics are bad. And then everyone's like, but, but she's the pretty lady. I want the pretty lady to be a white hat. So it's just this sad thing where they go back and forth on various um, public figures. And if a public figure says anything that is ambivalent or like middle of the road, they're so thirsty for celebrity acceptance that they'll just take it. It's it's one of the funniest things about QAnon is they're just like, oh, the, the lamestream media and Hollywood thought we would follow their stars, but we didn't. We broke free of the matrix. And then the next post I'll have is Roseanne Barr says the vaccines are bad. Fuck yeah, you go, Roseanne. And it's like, man, really? That's Roseanne, Scott Bayo, like Kevin Sorbo. All of all of those guys are fucking like A-listers, gods in the eyes of QAnon. But uh you get some you get you like just- Taylor Yeah, <laughs> the Nuge. Oh god, the new I mean the Nuge was forever pilled, but it's like it's like it's you they hate anyone who's relevant now, but like, the has beens who are nutballs now, absolutely they're heroes. So no one's more obsessed with celebrity culture than QAnon, even though they claim to hate it. Classic Americans. Yes. I mean, it, well, they should hate it because the team they're playing for has all the worst celebrities and we have all the best ones. Yeah. yeah well, that was like one of the, one of the, some guy like posted a thing where he was like, what's the left's answer to this about AstroTurf 9-11, the Jews did it guy. And people were like, all the rest of American culture. That's our answer to <laughs> The, the, the anti-Semitic yokel warbling about fat people buying fudge rounds with their food stamps. Like we, we, we've got it covered, buddy. we got it covered. The left has plenty of answers to that guy. So don't worry about it. Lots of people can play the banjo, actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. I do love a banjo. It's really, it's really unfortunate what the banjo is typically associated with, you know? Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Thank you for the question. Uh, Pancake Peasant asks, uh, Ron, uh, DeSantis, Trump, and RFK Jr. seem to be Q-pilled or close enough. Have you heard other presidential candidates using QAnon to get ahead? Um, well, first really- of all, let's not lose ourselves in the moment and start calling a Ron DeSantis a presidential candidate, you know? <laughs> that is a great Boom, a great got him. Yes. Oh, man. Roasted. I, I I saw something that said that like Chris Christie has taken over second place from DeSantis in New Hampshire right now in the bowling, and it's like, oh my god, what? Just a- like even like out fucking sling cotton candy at a state fair with Trump. You th- like yeah. you trying to tell me that he's supposed to be a contender? Like it's really going to come down to like who could win? Can Joe Biden win the pre- win the presidency back uh, as the incumbent from? like the idea of a criminal president like that that, yeah. that is what the actual fight is Ron DeSantis will never even get close unless Trump Trump drops dead tomorrow and even then probably not <laughs> yeah I mean, it would that would be the greatest like shake up in the history of a political election ever if Trump just winked out of existence tomorrow because <laughs> the Republicans would just like shit themselves because they hitch their wagon to DeSantis so hard and he's so nothing. I've actually seen like articles where the like Biden staffers are like, you know, it would never happen, but God, we would love to run against DeSantis more than Trump. That would be so easy. God, we, 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 we wouldn't even have to sweat election night. That thing would be over before it started. Oh my God. Can you imagine a general election against DeSantis? And so it's like, holy shit, man, that is one of the that's one of the things I think about every now and then is that it, like 2028 
who do the Republicans have? It's like, like if, if Trump is alive and in prison in 2028, he would win the nomination. Prisoner Trump would just crush whoever they put against him. Like until he dies, he's the Republican nominee. It's just, it's just the awesome that way that they're just totally, totally tied to him. But as for, I haven't really heard any of the other uh, Republicans go that route because, um, Tim Scott's kind of boring. Uh, Vivek, I don't know if he's gone QAnon. I really haven't paid that much attention to him. Um, Christie's running on, as the anti-Trump candidate, so the last thing on God's green earth he'd ever do is get close to QAnon. So it feels like RFK. It feels, it, well, no, he listed RFK in the in the. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said RFK, Trump, and DeSantis. Oh, the, I only the, heard are, DeSantis yeah. and Trump. Sorry. Well, yeah, at least yeah. this. You know, we lost Woody. Oh yeah, we have Woody's RFK Jr. now. Oh, we, yeah. uh, oh God, yeah. That was I, literally who I had in my head pictured when I, when I was like, "Who the fuck would vote for RFK?" I'm like, probably like someone like Woody Harrelson. Yeah, <laughs> literally, he's right. like the exact type of right. Democrat yeah. type for person yeah. that would vote. Fucking yeah. uh, Twitter Jack, like Max donated to RFK, and it's like, yo, J- Twitter Jack. I can't wait for those rallies. This is gonna yeah. be the weirdest group of people. Yeah, it's like fucking buddy. Like all you had to do to be better than Elon was to shut your fucking app and keep your billion dollars Elon gave you, and you couldn't do it. You had to be like, I think RFK's bold vision. It's like, no, no, you fucking moron. Oh my god. Um, I love that these people are just like, you know what, you know what, this person needs to really get them over the goalpost. Some of my money that that will magically <laughs> turn this nobody into a fucking powerhouse figure that could defeat Trump in a race. Yeah. And it's just like, what are you out of your fucking mind? Like, it's, you know, you because you know what Trump does have money. He's already got that. He's got the that was like in fucking uh, Infinity War or whatever. When all of a sudden Captain Marvel is like soloing Thanos, and it's like, how she's only got some of the powers of one of the stones. Like, what are you talking about? That's not how this works. Money. Yeah, it was like <laughs> fucking. Uh, it was like Scarlet Witch was the one who soloed him at the end, and I was just like, "Why? Why did every other some of the powers, one of the stones, and everybody yeah. gets to solo Thanos a little bit because they all need a cool superpower moment?" But it's just like that's as established. It shouldn't work. But what, I what do I know? Right. It, 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 like I just remember watching Scarlet Witch beat the shit out of Thanos, and I'm like, "Why was I watching Iron Man and Captain America and Thor and all of these other bums who were three on three on oneing Thanos and like." barely avoiding being bodied and then and then she just shows up and, and Thanos is like order the missile strike she's whipping my ass too hard and it's like really like why was this movie not about Scarlet Witch the whole time she's obviously the biggest badass in the film what the fuck well then they gave her her own movie and because of that they needed to turn her into a bad guy Mike so now she's a bad guy oh so right. never you wear your pretty little head about how powerful she is oh thank god okay I was so I was very concerned I don't know what we're talking about, about. <laughs> We're talking about the stupid fucking Marvel movies. Which I can tell partially. Really I just don't know what. <laughs> Look, yeah. we're just jabbered about nerd nonsense and bad writing, and you know a, what? A, you... a, a, a giant boat of billion dollar franchises that they crash right into an iceberg of mediocrity. Yes. <laughs> and our final question is uh, from Flanageddon, who asks: With Biden ruining the Brandon meme, should he give a where? Should he give where we go one, we go all? Uh, an, an, he should attack that one to try to destroy more of QAnon's fun. I don't know how he would do it because the internet co-opted Let's Go Brandon into Dark Brandon. And then Brandon Biden, rules. I love then, Brandon memes. Yeah. And then, and then, Biden, and then Biden just leaned into it by like basically Biden's staff was like, "Yo, 
Pre- Mr. President, there's this thing where people have turned you into this cool, crazy, like super villain. And Biden's just like, yeah, okay, Jack. Not- yeah, yeah, okay, Jack, <laughs> eating his ice cream cone, just just <laughs> doing his thing. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Post I just, Jack. <laughs> yes, I mean, so I, I just think that by I, I think that Biden basically probably just got this probably from hanging out with Obama so much. He got this idea that like use the internet's memes for good on your behalf. Like Obama used thanks Obama. So I just think that Biden was able to riff off the dark Brandon. I think that in order for that that kind of thing to happen, where like Biden and establishment Democrats, like jujitsu, a right wing meme against itself. It requires that meme to have more juice because where we go, one we go all is really kind of niche. And I wouldn't want to give them oxygen. Whereas you had like idiots in like football stadiums and shit, like chanting, let's go, Brandon. Like that was an actual thing the right was doing. And they thought they were so cool doing it. And then the left and Biden like just turned it into dark Brandon and yucked their yum. And that was great. I mean, that was just like a really awesome bit of political jujitsu. So I don't think we can do that with anything else they've got. Cause they don't have anything else that has the juice needed for that kind of move. If you, if you could have Joe Biden use a phrase and it immediately ruins it and like people stop doing it, what, what would you choose then? Hmm. Well, if, if he could use it, if he could use, Oh God, if he just used the phrase, that would be great. If, like, during his DNC acceptance speech, he talked about the solidarity of America and building unity, and he closed by saying, where we go one, we go all. Oh, God. QAnon would explode. They would all die. Like, either they would think that Biden was a white hat or, like, he was mocking them. Oh, that would just, that would be, that would be awesome. If, if it wasn't so much, like, using it as a meme and using it as a actual, like, battle cry, or if he, if he just used it as a throwaway line in a speech, that would be sweet. I think I'd be a huge fan of that. I, I would love him to say that something was technically correct, the best type of correct. <laughs> I'm fucking over that shit. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm too old for that pedantry. Yeah. How about, just, how about just letting somebody being slightly wrong, like, slide every now and again, so that way... Yeah. We don't have to like waste a bunch of our conversational time, like in this quagmire of like weird one-upsmanship to see who can be the most correct about a thing. Oh, oh my god! I I had the greatest moment of that happen to me in my life. I had this. I was in this nutball, this nutball Twitter space, and someone was just like, "I think calling someone a Nazi is counterproductive to a good conversation." And I said to them. If someone is denying the Holocaust to me, I am going to call them a Nazi. That is how that works. They should get and called then, a Nazi and then get and punched then, in the mouth. And Just then kidding. some and, oh, yeah. and then somebody else in the chat said, I think there is a difference between a Holocaust denier and a Nazi. And I was just, and I just screamed at them. I'm like, what? They're just denying, denying the Holocaust on academic grounds? What are you on about, mate? And then the, the moderators yeah, had to pick po- their fucking brain a bit. Yeah, Where did they come right. to this conclusion? And, and what are the ideas surrounding this yeah. Holocaust denial? I yeah, bet it's pretty yeah. fucking Nazi. Yeah, no shit. It was, it was like, oh my God. It was like, that was the most bizarre thing anyone has ever said to me. I just couldn't even wrap my brain around it. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, good so, shit. So if you, you want to get on that, Joe Biden, if you want to, yeah. if you want to call something tech, you know, this malarkey technically correct, the best kind of correct. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Now nobody yes. will use that ever again. Thank God. Yes. And so finally, what are you guys looking forward to? 
Uh, honestly, I don't really have anything queued up, I guess. It was supposed to be me being excited for the release of Lorcana, but inevitably my LGS fudged the bucket on getting the product when they were supposed to, so I have to wait a couple of more weeks. Uh, so, death, I guess. No, uh, that, <laughs> yeah, g- 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 give, give me a new card game or give me death. I don't know. I have, like, a lazy day ahead of me. I'm probably going to play some Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate 3 and, you know, just be generally fat and excellent in my own time like a boss chad chad move yeah just being being the chadley mm-hmm. alpha fat guy that republicans wish they could be yeah with my big actually being six two or six three and not having to wear lifts to fake it and just being generally taller fatter and big better boy. than donald trump yeah dude absolutely i've got that riz i didn't dump that charisma <laughs> stat you know i yeah. put the work in where it counts as we discussed earlier look you know what I'm excited for? Me. I'm great. Yeah, we're confident fats here. Oh yeah, <laughs> high five, dude. You got you got to love that. You got to love who you are, right? Like, yep. you know, like it, yep. that's that's the first step to actually radiating like a like a good like aura. You just got to actually be just like you know, it's pretty great. Me, like I'm pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so are you looking but, forward to Haley? Uh, um, without naming specifics, I'm doing like some art show shit this weekend, so that'll be fun, I guess. If you're an art, which I am, are you just going to like spectate, or are you an artist? I mean, I don't want to dive you out too much, like, I don't want to try to dox you or anything. Uh, I will be dabbling in some stuff this weekend so, so, some creative endeavors nice. some creative That's... some bullshit some some artsy fartsy bullshit nice. um yeah it'll be fun i hope to I see all you out that know what i'm talking about but we won't yeah. get details yeah <laughs> i do I, I also enjoy arting every once in a while i would do i would do art on the low art is good even if you're not good at it you, everybody should do a little bit of art sometimes it's relaxing Definitely. unless you're not into it then don't do it don't, don't fucking do it <laughs> You do art and it's super stressful. You're yeah, just like, what's this? <laughs> oh, I fucked it up again. God yeah. damn it. Haley's just backpedaling there to save face. What she really meant was gun to your fucking head. Do some art, Do loser. some fucking art. Do some yeah, art. there it's you good. go. It's good Read something, motherfucker. I want to see it. I want to feel a feeling, bitch. Yep. <laughs> it is. It's the Bernie Sanders meme, Bernie holding a gun. Do some, I'm not asking you to do art now. You are doing art. <laughs> I don't have Netflix. Take out the paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> we're making art yeah. uh, so I am looking forward to uh, Boulder's Gate 3 I'm going to start playing it after this podcast I'm just going to dive in <laughs> and just get in there and bask in this badness because the game has eaten so many of my friends I have to do it because it's right up my alley this is the kind of thing that I enjoy so I'm going to en- I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it because everyone else people who I respect like L have told me it's great so I'm doing this this is the thing I'm doing I don't know what I did to earn your respect, but that's a tremendous mistake. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. That's going to do it for us for the week. It is time for us to let's throw out some actual some ice skates this week and ice skate our way out of Hell World. Uh, That seems suitably appropriate for how much uh, I talked about being a big fat fuck this week. Uh, Picture me, my doughy, mysterious frame on a tiny little pair of roller skates. Uh, It's like a roll doll book or whatever. Anyway. Thanks for listening to the show and supporting us with your ears. If you want to support us even harder for free, you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. 
If you have money and you'd like to give it to us, you could do so via Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics. Any donation $5 or above gets you access to all of our bonus content, past, present, and future. Uh, but you can donate as little as $2 a month to just tip your dealers. Thank you so much to all of our beautifuler babies, including our new beautifuler baby for the week, Donald. Donald, you've got a cool name, man. I like that name. I'm not going to lie. I sure you get a lot, but it reminds me of the duck. And I have a fondness for the duck. Love that duck. So thank you so much, Donald, for the duck. And also for the $2. Uh, welcome to the crib. If you have money and you don't want to give it to a, a few jerks, even if one of them is the new Haley, the, the spiciest addition to the team, uh, we get it. You know, it happens. Sometimes you want to do some good with your money. So instead, we suggest uh, currently, if you can, donate it to the relief efforts happening in Maui. Uh, or generally, we also suggest donating to love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Thank you, as always, to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our intro song. Like me, DJ Minimal Effort is too cool for your social medias. You will not find them on a Twitter or an X or a double or even triple X. No, no, no. We are too good for that shit. Uh, Frosty's not, though. Frosty sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Frosty rules. And Frosty can be found on X slash Twitter at FrostyVO. Uh, they're, of course, uh, responsible for all of our bumps and our voiceovers and the voice of Q when we used to need it. Uh, so go find them there if you're interested. You can still find the show itself on that hellscape of a platform at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. Uh, you can find Haley at Arizona, A-Z-R-W-W, A-Z underscore R-W-W. I ask you this every week and every week. You're just like, ah, I don't give a shit. Just find me. You know, whatever. It's Arizona Right Watch. It's, that's right both ways. Usually it's like Arizona, A-Z underscore on some accounts, but without the underscore on others i think it's really for arizona right watch it's not important it's not important social media is i should have it written down my unprofessionalism is really going to be the end of me but you know link tree slash az underscore rww you'll find everything right there boom there we go excellent and mysteriously doing art somewhere in the world oh my god such a doxing crazy uh And of course, uh, Mike Raids is at Poker Politics. If you want to get into a shouting match with a lunatic, there he is. You can go get it done. <laughs> so, for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by Haley, aka Arizona Right Wing Watch. And of course, our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Reigns. Good speed, Patriots.